Greetings. Welcome to this Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey and I am your host for this podcast series. Offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me as we explore diverse topics for enriching the quality of your life. Power for Positive Living and Friendship. October 2020, a year of my life is coming to a close as I celebrate my personal holiday during the month of October. Since I never expected to live beyond my mid-60s, each year I am more amazed yet grateful that I have lived this long. My birthday month also marks the beginning of my personal new year. I use this period to reflect on the happenings of the past 12 months and ponder the direction and goals for the coming year. These past 12 months have brought changes and new experiences into my world. Some of these have been more welcome and appreciated than others, just like life. What an eventful year 2020 has been. I would never have anticipated all that has taken place and the many changes. One constant of my living many years is that changes of some type and degrees continue to occur. I retain the opportunity to manage to some degree whatever takes place. This time of birthday celebration allows me to focus on what I have lost in recent years and or focus on all that I still have even after losing much. Both options are present. The choice of where I choose to focus is still mine. I recognize the reality that eventually all living things end, even this gift of life. I believe that friendships, which are not actively nourished by the participants, tend to wither and eventually die. I find that aging and the limitations imposed by this pandemic all seem to combine to make these emotional nourishments more difficult than in previous years. Many friendships weaken by this lack of positive attention, and my life is never the same after their loss. How to incorporate this process of emotional grieving over the loss of friendships without developing a state of depression can be a frequent personal challenge. One stabilizing factor for me during this pandemic isolation has been my computer and telephone. They have served as emotional umbilical cords, providing a healthy connection with family and friends. So many have been kind to give the gift of frequently connecting via iPhone, FaceTime, Zoom, or texting as the months of impersonal social isolation have continued. During much of my life journey, I have differentiated between the states of alone and lonely. I have chosen to distribute my emotional connections over a diverse range of persons during the years I have lived. My socialization needs have been structured by creating a family of friends. Rather than focus on one significant spouse or companion, 
I chose to scatter my emotional connections with many persons. Much of my life, I have connected with others who brought diversity into my life while also nurturing the part of me that likes being alone. This pandemic isolation encourages me to play psychological mind games with myself, such as, if only, if only I had known I was going to live so long, would I have chosen a path of having a spouse, companion, children, or pets in my life to help manage this pandemic isolation? Seeking an answer to that type of question does not help me manage living in the present. The past is gone. I have not considered myself to be lonely on this chosen life path. 2020 seems to have brought a change into my world. I believe that for the first time in my many years of living, I have found myself with transient stages of feeling lonely where I experience emotional disconnecting from frequent social interactions with some family and friends. This pandemic isolation has allowed me to learn more about myself in the area of touch deprivation. I have moved from an intellectual understanding to an experiential perception. I have realized that touch deprivation has affected my physical and mental health far more intensely than I would have ever anticipated nine months ago. During these months, a dental hygienist and my barber have been the only humans to actually touch me. Needless to say, this has been a major change for me. I recognize that this touch deprivation has intensified my emotional disconnection from others. I have begun to call this the so-called plexiglass loneliness. Plexiglass loneliness is one we are visually able to see and hear other people, but we are unable to touch or be touched by them based on a fear of contracting an illness. Thankfully, there are dear ones who connect with me in other ways, or I believe that my own mental health would be in a more tenuous state. I am often seen as someone who is perceived as a, quote, helper, and who has it, quote, together much of the time. I am glad to have some people plug into me for any assistance that I can offer to them. I also appreciate those that recognize that we need mutuality when they decide to open themselves up to me. I dislike my behavior when I have found myself not being fully empathetic with some of my friends who share their loneliness states. I can find myself envious of them having a spouse, companion, children, or pets in their living environment. I am very much aware that this is an atmosphere for psychological mind games. Living life can be risky. I am reminded that two activities I do each day can be risky for someone in my age group. Driving and taking a shower. At my age, plenty of accidents take place with both situations, and yet 
Each day I choose to do both. Each day I also confront the choice of balancing my physical health of staying home in isolation versus my mental health of going to town to pick up lunch, do errands, and or see people. My choices urge me to make use of a risk assessment meter. The only way I know to live life with zero risk is to be dead rather than alive. Since death is a choice I do not wish to make at this time, I decide what level of risk am I willing to take with any action that I do. Risk to my physical and mental health come in degrees rather than in a binary choice of either or. Seeking to have stability and avoid the arrival of depression in my life, I strive to remind myself of two personal guidelines that have helped guide my life choices for many years. The first personal guideline is, I cannot go back and change the beginning of my life or any specific event within it prior to today. Yesterday is forever gone. Efforts to return to the past for active living result in frustration. I can start where I am today and strive to affect the changes needed for a positive life today or tomorrow. A second personal guideline that has been of assistance to me is each individual makes personal choices to meet their needs, which may or may not be like mine. When I can truly accept others and myself as we are, I am more likely to be healthy and happy in my world. As a senior, I am aware that this gift of life does have an end. I can accept this as a healthy reminder of how I want to choose to direct my coming days. Trying to change the past or other people is not one of the choices I wish to engage upon. Another birthday reminds me that I have lived one more year since my birth. I am also reminded that I am also one year closer to the point when my life shall end. During my personal birthday month, I like to consider a few basic life questions. The current ones include, what am I going to choose to do with whatever time I have left in this gift of life? What really counts for me at this specific life stage? How can I best use the emotional currency of hope to enrich the lives of other people as well as to support and enrich my life. One characteristic that continues to grow in importance to me each year is the decrease in my physical mobility. Walking takes more energy than it once did. Tasks to support the processes of independent adult living are more difficult. I am aware that more emotional and physical fears exist in my life today than were there last year. Due to the pandemic, I have not been able to do volunteer work at our senior center or at our hospital. In addition to helping others, I have missed this many, many social interactions that I enjoyed 
with there. There have been no cruises or other travel this year. I miss local trips, going out to lunch with family and friends, just as I miss those wonderful times at sea, meeting people from all over the world. My hope is that I shall eventually be able to return to sailing at sea. One positive consistency this year has been more time of working with my older nephew to create and produce a website featuring my Power for Positive Living podcast series. As new programs are produced, I have been pleased that much of what I believe today about wellness psychology and human behavior was a solid part of my belief system 30 to 40 years ago. What a terrific affirmation of the gifts that God has given to me for assisting others. I find it exciting that this knowledge seems to be timeless in its ability to be useful. I have learned much over the years about assisting others with the stresses of living. It has been educational that I can listen to these podcasts and implement the remembered information for making my own healthy life choices today. While I cannot relive yesterday, I can use any information learned from yesterday to implement today and tomorrow. Each year brings the continuing challenges of changes in my friendship circle. I continue to feel sad when losing an active friendship, such as when an individual dies. When a friend decides to take a different life path for themselves for a wide variety of reasons, I am disappointed when realizing that I am no longer a significant part of their friendship circle. We have drifted apart and our worlds have changed. I strive to focus on recalling those positive times when we were able to share our lives together as I stroll down memory lane. Helping me adjust to this specific change was learning early in life that I couldn't make another person want the same as what I want, believe, value, and seek in our friend relationship. We each make our individual choices, and these can sometimes be different as the years pass and we make new personal decisions for living our gift of life. Fortunately for me, I do listen to my own Power for Positive Living podcast. The program contents do not solve any life issues for me or anyone else. However, the podcast do remind me of some of what I have learned with various life experiences, such as developing healthy expectations of self and others. One example, I find, is that structuring a positive routine for living each day is most helpful for me in keeping depression at bay. I may tend to forget this valuable knowledge during the busyness of everyday living. These podcasts also encourage me to make positive choices for my remaining life as I manage the new stresses facing the many challenges of aging. These challenges may be physical, spiritual, financial, social, or emotional. I am more aware of my current life stage where I am saying many more goodbyes to family and friend relationships and saying fewer hellos 
to new ones. This is a major change from my youth. I understand it. I just don't like it. A significant behavior for me this birthday month has been to increase my focus on living one day at a time. A crucial aspect of this behavior is displaying an attitude of gratitude. With so few, quote, new things happening in my daily life, it can be easy to slide into a Debbie Downer pattern of conversation with self and others. I have also discovered that many of my phone conversations require developing new conversational styles and content since our days now tend to be very repetitive in their behaviors. Accepting boredom as a companion usually creates the opportunity for us to have a pity party. This is a choice I decline to choose for myself. I want whatever positive gifts I have to give to others to be given while they are alive and can be enjoyed. I do not want to wait and give my gifts of kind words and thoughts in eulogy style only after someone special has passed. I do not want to regret that I did not do a kind deed or was skimpy in sharing kind words or other assets while someone was still alive and able to receive their gifts. My small family remains a central part of my life. I am truly thankful that they are currently geographically available to me here in the Atlanta area. One of my joys remains the chance to see my 12-year-old grandnephew grow as he reaches another year during our joint birthday month celebration. During this month of celebrating my birthday, I continue to find that my life is very, very good. Without any doubt in my mind, I believe that I remain truly blessed. I am most thankful. During this personal New Year celebration, I now end this year and now begin the anticipation for the adventures of a new life that lies ahead. This is your friend and host, James Huey. Thanks for listening to me on these podcasts as I share viewpoints from my own experiences with wellness psychology. These are my gifts to you, my listeners. Feel free to re-listen to other podcasts in this series, which are now posted on our website at pfpl.us. As your friend and host, I always encourage you to value and nurture yourself as the unique human individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.